going on welcome to a new episode of wax on i'm ken vasoli your host and uh this is a very special episode i'm here with a friend a colleague fellow musician bandmate friend confidant friend (laughs) brian schmutz hello how you doing man good i'm doing good Thanks for coming over. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Appreciate you bringing some music. Uh, Brian has five tracks that he's nice enough to share with us on another all-vinyl episode. How you been, man? Good. Pretty good. I feel like we've talked so much, we've been trying to keep a cork on it. Yeah. We get to see each other, I guess, pretty often because uh, we've been doing your podcast yeah, yeah. This year, this year we've been hanging a bunch, and with the band stuff, and yeah, we've we've been busy. We've been hanging. So we've had a, we've had a lot of musical conversations this year. Yes. Uh, I should mention right at the top that you have a fellow podcast. It goes by the name Volcano Vinyl. Correct. Which you are a godfather of. Um, <laughs> so fans of this show, uh, Ken's a, a frequent frequent drop-in guest. Uh, on the show, so he may pop up in the future, and and we have past episodes if you're a Wax On fan. Yeah, it's a really fun show. Uh, Listen to a vinyl in its entirety and have a conversation all the way through. Yeah, yeah, it's a a little bit of a, it's like uh, album commentary or something like that, or uh, I don't know, like Mystery Science Theater or something like that. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's a stony, colorful <laughs> yeah. commentary. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm a huge fan. And yeah, I guess I should also mention that uh, mutual friend Brian Phillips got me going with my podcast at illdeal.com. And I know he's looking for other people who are creative and have an idea for one uh, to sort of join the community over there. And it's a really, it's a really dope thing he's doing. Definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, hit up illdale.com for if you're interested in starting a podcast like we were yeah can happen to you yeah i wanted to ask you what am i going to do with uh like is my life going to change because of the fame (laughs) well uh i'll let you know i'll let you know when we get there it's hard work right yeah we're we're putting out lots of i think we're on uh we're about to do our 17th episode and uh it's uh yeah, we're not seeing the the fruits of our labor yet. You know, we're, the money's not rolling in just yet. Right. We're not doing Dollar Shave Club ads just yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's punk rock. Yeah, you know, it's, it's punk rock. It's fun. It's uh, hanging out with your friends. It's really what it is. It's hanging out with your friends and listening to a record. And um, me and Brian Medlin are my co-host on that show. Uh, yeah, we thought it was a good excuse to sit around with your friends and listen to music because that's some of the most fun times 
we have it anyway. So like, why not like schedule a time to do it, call it something, and you know, make it into something that you can produce too. So I don't know, it's just it's fun to to have that experience be public. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, man. I jumped all over it because it's uh, especially when I'm away and I have to be on the road. It's like being able to listen to my friends uh, talk in the, the exact same language that I do right. about things <laughs> that, uh, you know, that I could just as easily jump into. Mm. Um, it's nice. So it's, a, it's really personal and it's a good excuse for us to hang out uh, having sort of music centered yeah. podcasts. Yeah. And we usually do it on a night when no one's busy and, you know, no, you wouldn't necessarily be doing something else. So everyone's in the mood to do it. Typically, it's it's just a good time. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully it's a good show. But there's no there's no guarantee that it is. Yeah, I can I can back it up <laughs> well, for, for what it's worth. Thanks. It's great. <laughs> well, you know, some of your episodes have been some of the, our favorite episodes too. The Barry White episode is one of the better episodes of the show. Oh, thanks, and, man. Uh, maybe maybe the best. And uh, you know that that I think. Uh, moved us in some we did it pretty early in the show's history so we that's kind of sparked where we are now you know that that record and that experience so uh it's been it's been fun you've kind of influenced the you know once you get involved with our show i think you're you're kind of part of the the trail of history yeah so Uh it's it's uh it's kind of cool to have have that influence wow thanks man (laughs) it's uh it's been a lot of fun and there's uh, yeah, that's one of those records that I couldn't contain. I knew that there was going to be some crossover between our shows, mm-hmm. which I understand there might be from this show. And I don't think it's spoiling anything because, you know, whenever that happens, it'll happen. Yeah, I think your release schedule will work out where we won't be spoiling something. But I did bring a track from the the record that I plan to play for Brian on our next show on on the next volcano vinyl that's exciting yeah and i uh i i actually won't say which one it is you know just in case uh, okay uh in case there's cross contamination <laughs> <laughs> but i'm uh excited to see how that conversation goes yeah me too well hell man uh let's check out some of your picks i am Stoked that you brought this record. This is a guy that I've sort of been meaning to get into, and I know mm-hmm. that he's w- considered one of the greats. Goes by the name Neil Young, and this record Harvest. I see it around a lot, and I know it's also toted as one of the greats. Yeah, it, uh, yes, indeed. And <laughs> it it is it is a really really good record. Uh, um, this was um, a record that came to me from my stepdad's collection when he was just giving away his records and. Uh, I grabbed this one and the one before it, his first record after the Gold Rush. So this is my, besides the hits, this is my first time hearing these records and, and on vinyl. And that's why I picked this, because it, it wax on. And uh, this, was, this was one of those records that I had to hear it on vinyl, I think, to really appreciate it. Uh, I, it doesn't sound the same to me when, I, when it's not on vinyl. And the, this, this song in particular is my favorite song on the record. And, uh, you know, I thought that would just be a good... I fit the mold of the show, hopefully. And it's, and it's a deep cut. You know, that's it's not, not one of the hits. Yeah, that's but. totally the spirit of what I'm trying to do here. Mm-hmm. It's not one of the obvious songs you'd listen to uh, automatically off this record. And I know what you're talking about. There's certain records that seem like they do belong on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know this one well enough, but I know th- that quality of music that you're talking about. Yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, I'm 
Sure, like I, I sound like a total noob when I say like I just got this, and there's probably people out there that are super Neil Young fans that might be listening to this, and yeah, and I've, first of all, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, but it's, but, that's but, my <laughs> crisis with this whole show is just like, oh, how did I not know left field was a genre? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> look like such a kook. Yeah, like yeah, you're probably like yeah, of course this is like one of the this is so bored by this. Like he's got deeper stuff than this, and you know maybe I'll get there, but. You know, for this is one of those records where it was like the wax aspect of it was very important to me liking it. I feel like. Yeah. Well, it's perfect. I can't wait to hear this track. Let's listen to some music. Um, this is Alabama from Neil Young off of Harvest. Do you know what year? Ooh. Putting you on the spot. 70, 70 something? 70 something. Yeah. Of a 70, Three, maybe? 73 ish. No, it's not on the back. It's not on the back. <laughs> It's all right. 72. Easily. 72. Right, right there in the ballpark. Here it is. Alabama. the 
We'll be right back. 
Schmutz is over here blowing my mind with deep cut Phil Collins. <laughs> Off of what record? Hello, I must be going. <laughs> Man, that's good. Yes. Um, yeah, it's been a dance party in here ever since that dropped. <laughs> I liked the, the mood shift all the way through those three tracks. Yeah, yeah, it was an interesting three-track blast. Um, we, we've talked a lot about Phil Collins, but, but Neil Young and uh, Simon and Garfunkel, one of the pluses of bringing them over was like we've never you and I haven't really ever they've never come up in conversation you know like no but they're two huge artists that yeah that we both happen to like yeah Yeah. we just never talked about it but uh so that's why I I wanted to test the waters and see see what you what you felt about them and that's great that's sort of rekindling my fire for that group because I'd sort of gotten burnt out on the on the hits by that band Mm -hmm. and tracks like that I'd never heard that track before and it's great uh, great production great composition um, shredding yeah <laughs> yeah the acoustic uh, lick yeah and they're gorgeous <laughs> you know the bells and everything like that's uh, definitely up my alley production wise and that's what I'm looking for with Simon and Garfunkel it's good th- to know that there's some stuff like that some chilled out like more sort of mind expanding stuff oh yeah they they are a band where if you get a full length record there are deep cuts like every single one of their records has has deep cuts yeah like you're not going to be disappointed with, with a simon and garfunkel record yeah i think you're right the two that i have that's definitely the case yeah well and then after that you had oh phil phil, phil. and uh, the reason i brought phil so I, I found Phil when I when I bought another one of the records that we're gonna play later, but uh, in the in the used bin, and, and I'm I'm a Phil Collins Genesis, Peter Gabriel, like fan. I'm interested. I'm looking. I'm looking for their deep cuts because I know they're there. Yeah, I know they're there. But oh, for sure. I feel like I'm digging and digging and digging. It's <laughs> like you know I have I have like a collection of songs that by that group that I, I like, um, but I picked this up. Because of the first track had a, a massive hit on uh, "Don't Care Anymore." Right. That that song. That's why I got it, and it was in the used bin for two bucks. But the second track that we just listened to, uh, made me think of you because of your love of "No Reply at All" by Genesis. Right. But, but basically, that Phil is, Collins. Like, yeah. That was. Uh, was that before "No Reply at All"? This th- one. Uh, I think this was after. Okay. But there. They're right in the same era, 
sand. It was like a cousin of that song to me with the busy horns and everything. Yeah, it's and, like the, from the same session, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like, um, I, I thought it sounded kind of like modern with like the Daft Punkish kind of dance feel to it that's like been going on now. I was, I was just really blown away by it when I, when I heard it. And I've been listening to it nonstop basically since I picked up the record like on repeat just those first two songs on this record because the rest of this record is really garbage <laughs> like total trash <laughs> oh man it's it's plausible yeah yeah I mean I'm, I'm gonna keep giving this some of these other songs some chances but there's some real whack shit on on that record we were discussing the 80s and <clears throat> what kind of musical choices were being made in that era it's just at the right of the turn of that decade, it just instantly really strange choices were being made, both in production and songwriting. Yeah, and it was I felt I feel like it was encouraged and yeah. rewarded. Yeah, and uh, and so there's just a lot of like quirky decisions and strange noises and and the, I I I wondered earlier if like maybe uh, maybe people were just craving all these new sounds and new like instruments that were creating the sounds. You Absolutely, know? and to the, to uh, the credit of the musicians of that era, there was some great stuff born from that experimentation. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's great songs. I'm, I mean, great songwriters will write yeah. great songs, but the trial by fire. But I there's guess. some some songs that need to like overcome some of that '80s, like whatever they were trying to do. Oh yeah, you, know? you got to really look past it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to keep the party going and play one of my tracks that I wasn't even sure if I was going to play for you today. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find the cover of this record. This comes from Rufus and Shaka Master Jam. Okay. Is so, that Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan. Okay. And the band Rufus. Okay. Are you? How familiar are you with these two artists? I've never heard of Rufus, and I know only know Shaka Khan by name. Okay. I assume disco. You're you're pretty on. Okay. Uh. And I picked up this record, you know, I think it was fairly cheap and I was just sort of had my earbuds in with Spotify and I, I came across it and I was like, yeah, there's some cool parts on this record. And it's lived on the shelf a lot of the time since I've had it. And I was going through some records and I don't know why I pulled this out just to see if it might have something, uh, something interesting on it. And it, it got me listening to the whole thing. Hmm. Um, and so since we're partying a little bit in here, I want to show you one of these songs off of Rufus and Shaka Master Jam. This one's called, Do You Love What You Feel? All right.
It sort of is. It's like a disco jam. <laughs> so Brian Schmutz, as a man that likes to party and has been known to boogie, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> what's your reaction to uh, Rufus and Shaka Master it, Jam? It was awesome. It was instantly uh, groovable, instantly head bopping, and. and uh, it, it, I see why you wanted to play that one right after the Phil Collins track because it had had that same kind of like relentless groove. Yeah, it seemed like we were in that territory. Yeah, you know, why not? You know, hang out there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Drummer having a blast on that one. Yeah, just like really rocking out at the end. Yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. It sounded like everybody had a great time on that one. <laughs> yeah, everyone's uh, cracking a smile mm, during that session. Yep, yep, everyone was having a great time. They do love what they feel. I, I think that they did. I think that they did. Um, I uh, had a lot of questions while we were listening. I was, you know, when we play one of my other songs, it's from an album of a combined artists as well. Yeah, uh, I'm fascinated by that concept because, like, uh, you know, in my situation, it's a little different on the selection I have. But on this, it's like these are two established artists that have come together to make this thing, and I'm just like, how did this happen? Like, like. I'm just fascinated by it. Right up front, yeah, they're all running down the street, smiling, like uh, one of the members of the roof is sort of chasing Shaka. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, how did they hit it off? I can see, I mean, well, <laughs> it does sound great when they come together. Yeah, I mean, I could, see, I could see them maybe working together, but like doing a full record together is like... Yeah, several, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, it's just rare. It's it's a rare thing, and... and uh, you know, they got some magic out of it. I mean, it's like, when was the last time, like, Temple of the Dog? Like, when was the last, like, uh, combo, like, group that, like, that was, like, um, traveling Wilburys? <laughs> like, sort of, yeah. Like, something like that. Like, those, those are very rare things where, like, established artists come together to make this other thing. And uh, I was just fascinated by it. And, and yeah. that, that was a jam. Yeah, that was so when I'm curious. it's done right. I be I probably will check that one out, like the full the full record. There's more jams on this. I was I, I and I was having trouble remembering which one was which, and I think there's parts of both that I you know really wanted you to hear. I might okay you know, after we're done rolling. Okay, um, yeah. That th that's a world I I have not really dived into very much, and uh, you know I'm I'm always, I'm always curious by by the stuff that I know nothing about. Yeah, they got a a grip of those records <clears throat> down there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you have two tracks left. I guess you could sort of pick which one you'd like to hop oh. into. Well, would it make sense to play the one from the combined artist record? I think as, so. As the next one? Yeah, that uh, does make a lot of sense. Yeah, so the, the next song is Beautiful Boy by John Lennon, but it's from the, uh, the album John Lennon-Yoko Ono combined Double Fantasy. Yes. Uh, which... Uh, this is, spoiler alert, this is going to be the next one we do on Volcano Vinyl, um, which this will probably be released after we release that. But so if, if you like this song, if you want to hear me dive into it with my co-host, who knows way more about it than I do, um, yeah, I think it's going to happen. But what happened, actually, when I came here today, Ken was telling me about this Beach Boys single that he found in his collection. And... I just lit us a, a trigger. It's like, that's exactly how I got on this. It's like, I was cataloging my records in Discogs just so I could scroll through and find them easier on my phone. And I found this 
45 single from this John Lennon, Yoko Ono record. Um, not the song we're going to listen to, but, but, and I was just like, whoa, what? They did a, they did a record together? I had no, I, I knew she was involved in his music, yeah. but <clears throat> obviously he's got all, he loves her. He's got all these songs about her. We always used to say that. Like, he loved Yoko. He loved Yoko so much. Yes. But there's no doubt. Um, this the the idea fascinated me, and I decided r- r- as soon as I found that that I needed to find the full record, and and I listened to it with Brian. But before I did that, I wanted to listen to it on Spotify, and I listened to it on Spotify, and I was there were some of the tracks I really really love like the John Lennon tracks are really good and one of them uh, I felt like had vibes it reminded me of you and cool. you you tell me if you like it or not I'm, I'm taking a swing at it and you might hate this song you might even know the song for all I know I'm excited I wasn't uh, you know I heard a little bit when we were ripping it but it didn't offend me off the bat and John Lennon I don't think I've heard anything that I couldn't digest by him well, <laughs> I mean, I've also avoided this record like the plague because I'm terrified of it. Yeah. Well, um, when we play it on the show, I'm so excited to play it and, and have people hear it. And that'll probably be how you hear it, yeah. I assume. Which um, is maybe unfair of me that, that I didn't give it a chance. But I don't feel like I've been open, open-minded enough yeah. just yet. Uh, and I understand that. I, I completely understand that. To me, um, what got me into it was hearing the Yoko tracks. It made me... It, the mashup of the two are, is so bizarre right. that it's like I had to I had to hear the whole thing and uh, I really appreciate the record for what it is and it's it's a mess <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess of a record but there's some really really good songs on it right and this is one of them and this this is my favorite one and I think it has some some vibes of of you in there you tell me if you hear what I'm talking about okay let's check it out. Before we do that, how was the seven inch? How did that sound? Oh, the the seven inch is okay. It's it's his first song and her first song on the record. Okay. And uh, his first song was boring. Actually, I I didn't like his song. Yeah, but he, her, can, he can be boring. Yeah, then it, it is a boring song. And then you flip the record and you listen to her song, and that's when I was like, I need to listen to this record. I we have to play this on the show, like. Because it is such a strange song. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so bizarre. Perfect. Well, here it is. What's it called again? Beautiful it's Boy? It's called Beautiful Boy. It's uh, written about Sean. It's about, uh, I like Sean. Uh, I don't know much about Sean. That's a whole other world I, I have to get into. Yeah, like from what I've heard of his records, it's pretty all right. It, it seems to keep getting better, too. I see the one record at... You know, I've been going to a lot of used stores. We'll talk about that on my next track uh, yeah. about my quest. But um, I've seen his record, the one where he's like in the middle and very posed, very '80s looking. Uh, oh no, it's Julian, not not Sean. Julian. Oh, okay. Julian's record is at every used record store around here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you can't give that away. I guess not. Yeah. I I didn't know Julian had records, but. Sean, Sean had records in the 90s. He did. Yeah. And then I think a, a sort of a little bit of a hiatus. Maybe not. Maybe he was doing more than I thought he was. Uh, I know that he, he took a while to put out another record. Huh. Yeah, it was, it's just a whole world. I'm not like a super Beatles guy or anything, but I, right. I've, I'm like gradually getting more and more into it very, very slowly. And yeah. uh, uh, But this record fascinates me. Well, let's check it out. No further ado. Beautiful boy. 
John Lennon, Yoko Ono, double fantasy.
shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> we just went on a serious journey. We did. We did. I hope we did anyway. We did. Listeners we, be the judge. That was incredible. <laughs> uh, we just listened to Walk On By by Isaac Hayes. There's a face melter of a jam. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to play that one for you. You, you brought Barry White onto our show and uh you you actually when we were talking about like preconceived notions about barry white you know, we we mentioned like a comparison to isaac hayes as like another one of those like love like love god kind of guys from the 70s that uh has had become like a pop culture thing more than a music thing you know yeah and uh <clears throat> so that just kind of like planted like a little seed in my head like like what, I wonder if Isaac Hayes, because the Barry White record was really good and surprised me. So, like, what's the Isaac Hayes record like? A little bit. And right. then, uh, so on Wednesday, I was at the thrift store, had it in my hand, the, this record, uh, which is his first record, Hot Buttered Soul. And uh, it was kind of warped and looked scratched. And uh, I put it down, but decided I was going to listen to it. And I drove home that night. It was Big Moon dark out it's like eight o'clock and started pumping that song and like two seconds into it i was like what is this like i had no idea what i was getting into and it wasn't like barry white it was i mean besides the soaked in love thing yeah like lyrically sure thematically right but uh musically so much different like it felt cinematic or like i i don't know it felt like deeper darker yeah. And it, it felt like I was in like the perfect setting to hear it, like uh, with the dark out and the big moon, and uh, it just hit me real hard. And 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 I decided that you know I I had to get your take on it because because I figured it'd be right up your alley with the Barry White thing. And I you might I thought you might have even known it already, and and you did. And I love that track. Yeah. I'm so excited that you brought that in. And I was telling you when we were listening to it, it's my first time hearing it on vinyl, and. Uh, it's just an escalated experience because we're listening to it loud through the studio speakers up here. And it's just like pure chaos, like pure punk rock, like groove chaos at the end of that track. I've always loved that. And yet, Barry White, or uh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> Isaac keep, Hayes. Yeah, I keep swapping them. <laughs> um, Isaac Hayes came up during that episode and uh, he's always... At first, he was in the same category as, as Barry White, where I just r wrote him off as, um, I don't know, like a, a croony, yeah, love kind of type. Yeah. And had stumbled across that track, and by the time I get to Phoenix, and got heavy into those two tracks, and I didn't know that they <laughs> came from the same record, and it seems like you're having an identical experience with that record that I was with Barry White can't get enough. Oh yeah, I'm locked in right now with this record. It's I've been listening to it every day like multiple times. It's four songs, 45 minutes, and it's every song, every minute of it is great. Like I I love this record so much. And it's his first record and that was my first time listening to it on vinyl too because uh so <laughs> So then I decided, uh, this was on Wednesday, and I knew that we would probably do this show eventually. I didn't know we would be doing it today. Right. Um, but I, I had in my mind I needed to find five tracks to play you. And uh, I decided I was going to get this record. And I, so I started looking in the city for it. 
because um, I it was a thrift store up here in Glenside where I, where I saw it and uh, so I, I looked I checked one place in the city and that's where I got John Lennon and Phil Collins and I, I brought an album by the Roaches that I decided not to play but I got all those records at the same time looking for this right and uh, it, they didn't have it I checked Philadelphia Record Exchange is where I get a lot of my stuff for Volcano Vinyl. Fantastic and, record store. Oh yeah, it's it's great, and they have everything. So I thought for sure they would have it, and they had every other Isaac Hayes record, yeah. multiple copies, but not this one. This one gets snapped up. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well I guess I have to on my way to record. I'll go back to the thrift store and pick it up. Who's gonna get the Isaac Hayes record from? And this thrift store, it's it's a church run. It's a New Life Thrift. On Eastern Road in Glenside, okay. and it's I remember the New Life. It's it's a big thrift store, and they have a pretty de- decent. They have maybe like five or six crates of records. Yeah, and it's it's mostly like comedy and like it's it's there's not a lot there, so that's why that one stuck out to me, and uh, I, I thought it would be very easy to relocate, and as the only different record not there, and and I was just like panicked. I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna get to play him this record and I so I started driving around looking for it and yeah. I've I went in four different places looking for this record and it was the last one and that's why I was 10 minutes late today or 15 minutes late or oh, whatever so you could have been uh, two hours late and I still <laughs> would have been ready <laughs> I, yeah I, fig- I figured you would I, and it made it in my opinion I mean that was that was the song I wanted to play for you the most uh, that's because that's the song that and, and these songs, that record, I've been most excited about over the past week. I'm glad you did. It legitimately got my heart going. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is certainly a record that I'm going to dive into and didn't, this didn't really hit my radar. I didn't know the name of this record, uh, which is... Uh, hot Buttered Soul. <laughs> hot Buttered Soul. <laughs> so this is definitely, um, this is definitely going to get researched heavily. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to get more into it, and uh, you know we'll we'll eventually listen to this on Volcano Vinyl as well. So great um, for those. I, I mean, it's it's down the pike, I guess, but um, it, it's gonna happen eventually because I I'm very excited about it, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to play it for Brian because uh, I, I think he'll like it too. Oh, that's so great, man! Yeah, and you know uh, you know me, you know that this is exactly my kind of thing, and. You know the stuff I've been listening to, especially after you you played us Barry White. Right, it made it made so much sense, and uh, yeah, they are they are uh, of the same ilk, I guess, but very very different and and equally impressive. And uh, I don't know, but pushing some boundaries further out for me, you know, allowing me to experience more that I I wouldn't have ever gotten into. I wouldn't have never sure. found this record without you playing us Barry White. Uh, on the show that's so, cool man yeah so that's it's just cool that process and it's all wax too yeah it's, a, it's great it's yeah. the way to listen to it yeah and the drums on these records I mean we were talking about it a lot when it was happening but the drummers just laying it down so thick the drummer and the bass player have a fantastic relationship yeah um, th- that's my favorite part about this record is the band the, the whole band is really really great and there's so much to it it's everything sounds so big and so small (laughs) like he can play with dynamics so well it's 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 just a very impressive record i had no idea that isaac hayes was i he's he's a pop he's chef 
you know, like right. <laughs> he shot myself for. I didn't think he had this in him, and, and I'm I'm just blown away. Yeah, man. And debut record too. It's so impressive. Very, very impressive. It makes me think that there was probably a quick follow-up, uh, and that would it leads me to believe that maybe the record after this is probably really good too. It's got to be. I mean, it's got to have impressive production because he knew what he was doing right out of the gate. I, I'm, I'm hoping so. Yeah, yeah. We should definitely do more research. And this uh, reminds me to get back into this guy. And then, of course, before that, the mythic record. Yeah. Double fantasy. Double fantasy. Beautiful um, boy. Beautiful boy. I love <clears throat> that track. And awesome. I'll tell you, uh, it had, and I also understand why you'd bring that in here to play for me because it it is um very much up the alley of like some of the production i'm into yeah i felt like it had your aesthetic you know yeah. you know some of the same vibes that you you uh shoot for in your music i think uh, were there absolutely there's uh like definitely shades of like what vacationer tries to do with that mm -hmm. and the funny thing is as much as i love tropical aesthetic and production I'm not a big fan of steel drum and that's utilizing steel drum in a way that w was really nice to me you know using it in a, in a subtle kind of way just for texture and not like making that the lead instrument yeah, yeah I was I uh, really like the production on it it's super super chill super chill and it feels ahead of its time a little bit right yeah you know, um, yeah I'm glad you liked it and and uh, you know, we'll we'll be listening to that full record on this on the show, but that is, to me, that is the best best track by far on this record, and uh, it's you're getting into dangerous territory if if you listen to this record. Just that's just words of warning. Yeah, that's what I've understood <laughs> about that record before. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you exposed me to it because it's definitely opened my mind further to that record, and it does make me want to go and. Hear the, hear the John songs. And, you know, I, I do want to hear what you're talking about with the Yoko songs, too, because, like, I like what Yoko's about. I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't hate on Yoko. I just think that uh, when you put her up against John Lennon, it's hard, you know? It's a, it's a different sort of thing, and John is just a different, <laughs> different artist altogether. Yeah, it, it is a very, very strange record, and yeah. uh, I, I can't wait to listen to it on, on the show. I can't wait to hear the rest of it <laughs> and hear what both of you have to say. All right, well, if you still have some time, I'd like to uh, show you some of the tracks that I've selected for you. Absolutely, yeah. I'm excited to, to hear what you're, you're thinking here. All right, man. To lead it off, I guess, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there's so much I want to play you, man. We are going to go with a band that we enjoyed together in England. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know who it is. <laughs> the beat. <laughs> the beat, baby. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh man, we had a great time. And um, we, yeah, I had an amazing time watching the beat and, and you, you pulled me into that and uh, it was one of the best things I've ever been pulled into. Yeah, I just had a great half hour watching the beat. I was. <laughs> hyping the beat so hard <laughs> and I continue to hype the beat so hard because this band is what it's all about I mean I, this band is so good uh, it was great on, on that day uh, you weren't alone 
that there was a passionate crowd for the beat. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it was just it was it was like <laughs> Scottish gentlemen. Yeah. It was a like a very concentrated fan group. It, it was it was a fun fun experience. Yeah. First day of uh, Slam Dunk 2016 over in the UK. Where was that? Manchester? Mm. Ooh. I think. Maybe. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but the first day of Slam Dunk and uh, we played and right after us I on the schedule is saying the beat was playing and I am an avid beat. Yeah, player. well just just <laughs> before this when the the tour gets announced, you know, when when you're in a band and you find out you're playing one of these fests or you know there's usually communication like oh did you see we're playing with this band and this band and and Ken was so stoked on the beat and like very stoked on the beat from the jump when when you know the the list of bands was announced and and trying to to get me hyped on, on the beat as well and I just had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, who? I was like, the, the fucking beat, dude. The beat are playing. I, as soon as I saw them on the flyer, I started flipping out. Um, they're known to me and most Americans, most North Americans, as the English beat. Right. They're known affectionately over the pond as the beat. And this band, I guess there's sort of, I don't know, second wave ska? I don't know how you'd classify it, but sort of, you know, second or third wave ska. And they were sort of, you know, getting popular in the 80s and crossing over into sort of a new wave, uh, sort of, I think, kind of art punk kind of territory. So that's why I like them a lot. They have these certain songs that sort of just sound kind of like replacements and really have shades of kind of rock music in... Uh, these like reggae rhythms, which is, I don't know, really cool to listen to sometimes. Uh, so yeah, I pulled Schmutz into it. Uh, there was a Scottish gentleman that was uh, <laughs> so into the beat, it would barely crack a smile and would keep bringing us about four beers at a time. Oh yeah, because he, I, I, I don't know if he knew. Like, did he know that we were in starting on? Or? Yeah, because he asked for a picture. <laughs> Oh, okay. A, okay. A, a, like 10 minutes before that, and then I was asking him directions how to get to the beat. Oh, okay. I feel like the first time I saw that guy, he was offering me a beer. Like, the very first time I saw him. And That's what he was all about yeah. after that interaction. And, um, yeah, um, we were we were both into it as well. So, again, we were, we had uh, plenty of beer, and uh, he pulled us into, uh, we hung out with him for a while. And then uh, we all went into the pit, basically, like, you know, where, where the, the most dancing was happening. Yeah. That's where we, we eventually wound up. Pulled us in, yeah. Like front and center, <laughs> basically. I think there was like a few. Remember when there were a few beers that were like a quarter full, like um, resting on the ground, and he came over and just, and just punted them? Yeah. <laughs> 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 he was so awesome. He he was such a funny guy. He had the craziest energy. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, he was super nice to us. Yeah, um, yeah, and and then the beat played pretty flawlessly. They yeah. had the the crowd was going. Everyone was having a great time. It was just it was a party. Yeah, it was just a big party, and yeah. and not the not the type of music that I I tend to like typically. I, but I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. and they were. Um, sort of a leftover uh, lineup. Like, I think the singer was the only original member, if I have that right. 
Uh, uh, the rest of it. I think the other guy singing was his son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the backstory of them is they uh, used to have another singer, guitar player, who I think sang half of the songs. And that other guy... Um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. It had him uh, listed as lead vocals and also, <clears throat> what did it call? Toasting. Okay. So I was wondering what toasting was. I haven't looked it up, but I wonder, is that like sort of the ska thing where they go, blah, 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 you know, like. <laughs> they sort of scatting? But, it, but it's or not. Or is that like, it, that is a, like that's a, sort of one separate thing? Like. If, like, toasting is the ska version of scatting. I don't know. You got to get into it. Anyway. <laughs> what a tangent. But what this... is toasting? <laughs> we'll look it up. Um, if you have answers, uh, reach out to the podcast. But let me show you a little English beat. Um, I picked out two tracks, one that they did play, one that they didn't. Okay. I think I'd like to play you the one that they didn't. Okay. This track is called I Confess, and... If you ask me, just ripping piano on it. So curious to see what you think. Okay. Here we go.
gonna try Blinded by fright He screams my life's not over Please get out, I know I'm shouting I like to shout No, it's not a joke, it's cards on the table time And I could have phoned, I could have spoke But I'd have break the news without breaking your heart
right, Schmutz. That was DJ Cozy <laughs> with track ID, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I knew when I was putting my list together that this was going to be a record I wanted to show you because I was telling you I hear lots of flashes of Kid A in the record. I don't know how intentional that is or if they're both just sort of out there kind of thinkers, DJ Cozy and Tom. Um, Cause DJ Cozy's been doing his own thing for a while, and it's he has like long gaps in between his records, and they're all kind of very different. Oh, really? Yeah, he used to be more of a hip hop tempo kind of guy, and um, I don't know, he just always has some sort of out there and like kind of absurd gestures in his music sometimes. Oh, okay. Is that on this record too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot more. I didn't hear anything absurd in that song. Not so much. Yeah, there's a little bit in the intro that we were, I think we were probably talking over, but no. it's just, but just like, there's just like little goofy things in this record um, that are somehow endearing to me. Hmm. Yeah, that song made me curious to check out more. It sounded like, like you were telling me it's not, yeah. You didn't know how much I get down with stuff with that kind of like drum beat, or, you know, the the kind of repetitive, dancey kind of beat. And I don't typically go for that kind of stuff, but but you're you nailed it. It is like totally, it's tonally different than most music that has that that beat. You know, it's a, there's something more happening there. There is. There's a musicality to it. Yeah, for sure. And I hear what you're what you're saying with the kid A. Like aesthetically, it has has some of those like tonally. You know, it's in that in that vibe for sure. And I, I said DNTEL, um, which uh, yeah, very similar to that too. Yeah, yeah. kind of just like dark, kind of like like uh, electronic with vocals over it. Yeah, it's really it's it's pretty outer space. It really goes to weird places. It it, it uh, like he has Matthew Deere on a few songs, and Matthew Deere has this like really low kind of like talking kind of sing. Oh, really? And it's like, and he loves <laughs> he loves him. He uses him on a lot of tracks. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So it's just it's curious sometimes the choices he makes. So, and I and I like Matthew Deere. It's just like, but that's just where that guy's ear goes when it comes to singers. Sometimes there's some beautiful stuff like that track, and and a couple others, and then it's mainly instrumental. Um, but I think if you want, if you ever wanted to open the door more to electronic music, I think that's a good place to start. Okay. Before that was Panda Bear. Yeah. That track is. Panda Bear goes pop. Yeah, <laughs> off of uh, Panda Bear meets the Grim Reaper, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of my favorite record titles of all time. Awesome. Uh, that track is called Principe Real. Okay. And any thoughts? I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting the the Panda Bear tones to sound so. I said Panda Bear goes pop, um, but it sounds the most like mainstream or you know what current. Uh, you uh, what uh, the Panda Bear I'm used to, and I've been out of the out of Panda Bear for a while. Like I, I haven't been keeping up with Panda Bear necessarily. Mm -hmm. But the first record, the first two, I think, um, they sound completely different from what you just played me. Like, completely different. Yeah. There's things I think he carries on from one to the other. But, yeah, he likes to make really different records. 
that was uh, yeah i was i was i liked it i liked the track like i thought it was that was awesome i thought it was really good and i'm curious to hear now it makes me want to get catch back up with panda bear a little bit and uh you know see what i've missed over these past couple years because uh, his first record was a long time ago now yeah, well, there's one even before uh, the comfy, whatever, uh, the person pitch record. Oh. Yeah, person pitch is a great place to, to start. Yeah, person pitch. And person pitch does not sound like what we just listened to. No. And I love this record, and this was another one that was hard to pick a track because there's a lot of really great, like, eyebrow raisers on this on this record and awesome. it's just yeah it's there's a lot in it it's like a dense record but it's pretty listenable i think more so than than the past ones awesome and then the beat and then the beat yeah <laughs> beat that was the best beat song i've ever heard i'm glad to hear that sure. man. you know when um when you were all pumped up to see them before we played with with them uh you know i checked them out on my own a little bit but just like scanning through the most played spotify I didn't come across that track, and uh, that track is—that's not a ska track. No, really, it's—you know—we were—we were talking while it was playing. I—I I thought it kind of was more like Peter Gabriel aesthetically than ska. For sure. You know that kind of like world kind of influence. Yeah, like, almost Clash. Um. Yeah, maybe Clashish or just like more like um, I don't know. Get. I like the all the percussion and the hand drums and for sure. just had like a, just a different vibe. Man, it was cool, very cool. Yeah. Uh, the best beat track I've heard. <laughs> the beat, by, man, by far. <laughs> Don't sleep on the beat. I confess. Yeah, I confess. I think I was checking out live videos of the beat and I stumbled across them playing that one at a festival and I was just like, oh, they just tore it down. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, really good. That guy had a really cool voice. Yeah, that was just cool. Uh, lots of cool tones happening in that. Uh, I love that it was like no ska whatsoever, really. I didn't hear any shades of ska at all in that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even think there were Horton in that song. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there were either. I don't know, though. But it was uh, definitely a cool vibe. Yeah. Well, do you know how many tracks I've played you? I'm asking you to keep track. <laughs> well, it was DJ a, Cozy. Uh, there was Panda Bear. Yeah. There was uh, Shaka and Rufus. Right. Um, the Beat. The Beat. So four. Uh, so we, we got I guess that's four. Time for one more. All right. Oh, man. I should have prepared myself. You know, I have the same sort of panic attack with Volcano Vinyl that I just want to I wanna play you the... Perfect stuff, uh-huh. and I've just I've what's selected, the what's the perfect stuff? You know something that. How do you gonna, define the perfect stuff? I don't know. I want to tickle your fancy. <laughs> I see. You know, I know when your fancy gets tickled, and you're a hard nut to crack sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I I I've heard that. I've heard that. I did want to say that about you. That as long as I've known you, I've never quite been able to pin down your taste totally. Uh, so that was the I guess the existential challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, yeah, uh, my musical tastes have changed throughout my life, I guess, and you know, I think they change like every week. I feel like my musical tastes change on a dime now. Like right now, I'm into this Isaac Hayes record. Like, yeah, I've never 
So I understand why I'm hard to pin down. But I like it. I, li I like the challenge. <laughs> because you are... Uh, what's the word? You're... I mean, I'd consider you sort of a... Uh, you know, what's a, what's a softer word for connoisseur? <laughs> <laughs> of music, you know? Yeah. Like, you know your music. You're a connoisseur. I just don't want to sound like that. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm definitely not a connoisseur. I, I'm a I guess the, I know what you're saying though. I guess I'm a guy who, who, uh, understands music history, yeah. you know, and, and pays attention to music, Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. You know. You're a music enthusiast. Yeah, I'm a music enthusiast. Uh, and I, I, I enjoy, and I think, I think doing Volcano Vinyl has kind of like re-sparked this, but like now I have almost like this investigative or like curious kind of mind for all sorts, like my questions about Rufus and Chaka Khan. Like now I'm thinking about records and how they're made and I'll, I'm thinking about all these different things that I wasn't thinking about before. And uh, my mind when I'm looking at music and selecting music is just in a, a different place right now but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the show and then i'm also thinking about you know you know myself and and you know i i'm getting more i'm exposing myself to more and getting more influence out of it for my own stuff yeah you know so i'm i'm kind of like refining my taste for like whatever it is that i'm gonna do next too so it's like it's just a fun fun thing to dive into all this stuff it is it's a great way to break out of the habits that are being made in modern popular music i think yeah i i think so too and I, i'm not like i'm not a connoisseur like i don't i didn't know double fantasy existed and it won you know album of the year at the grammys right. yeah, i guess it's safe it to say out. neither of us are connoisseurs <laughs> yeah. but but uh Just fans yeah fans and curious curious minds i think inquisitive minds adventurous minds absolutely yeah that's uh, <coughs> a perfect way to put it and so we've experienced a lot of music. Yes. This was awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming over this afternoon, listening to some tunes with me. I guess I'll play one more out, uh, and I still don't know what it is. I think <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to plug anything. Um, my podcast is called Volcano Vinyl. Subscribe, please. Uh, we're in all your... All your favorite podcast catchers. And let's see. I'm in a band called Legendary Divorce. Uh, you can find our stuff. And we have a, uh, we'll have a record out next year, early next year. And uh, we're, that's it. That's it, I think. Volcano Vinyl and Legendary Divorce. Well, hey, man, thanks so much. Show me these tunes. This oh, was yeah. awesome. Thanks for having me. It was cool hanging out on a Monday afternoon. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, no spoiler alert for uh, whenever you're hearing this. Oh, but. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's of no consequence. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot for listening. Um, I don't know. I'll get more involved with uh, the drops and the info, but you can email us at waxonpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or recommendations for some music thanks a lot and Brian for you this last track you know I have a few things but they're all sort of uh, conversation based yeah you said and you were trying to find the perfect one 
if we don't come back after this one, you know, I just want something that's really tight to listen to. Oh, right. And I think this uh, title has a really nice message to it. This groove is tight. This is cool in the gang. Okay. Off of Love and Understanding. I hope I have that right. Saw, saw a bunch of their records today when I was looking for Isaac Hayes. Oh, man. You can find some good stuff, but stay away from the 80s. I'm just warning you. Uh, this is cool in the gang with Universal Sound. You know anything about them? Uh, no, not a thing. <laughs> it's tight grooves. They do like... Uh, well, um, they had a song in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, the uh, Jungle Boogie. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 Jungle Boogie. Dun. I know Jungle Boogie. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm an amateur DJ at best, and you can drop Jungle Boogie just about anywhere. It works. It works. It's an effective <laughs> jam. <laughs> awesome. Dude, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is Wax On. Peace out.
That was a jam. Did I get? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was awesome. I liked all the songs. They're all they're all jams. Thanks, man. Yeah, good picks. You too, man. Thanks, man.